What's up, fight fans? This is John Scarmato, leader of the NWO Wolfpack. For life! And you're listening to the FFL Podcast exclusively on FFL+. Plus. All right, today's episode is brought to you by Binax Now. It's the quickest, fastest way to test for COVID-19 and drugs, apparently. Absolutely. Yeah, Abbott makes a great product here, Binax Now. It's a two-pack, and it actually does rapid testing for not only COVID-19 in 15 minutes, but also cocaine, heroin, and of course, everyone's class favorite, AIDS. Binax Now, FFL has uh, invested in this company, so definitely recommend you guys checking them out. Uh, We've actually started using them because it also will test for... Uh, performance-enhancing drugs, EPO, um, and anabolic steroids. So we're super excited to start poking uh, and swabbing and probing uh, all of your fighters to make sure that they are all on the up and up. Binax now. Again, 15 minutes, great results. Simple nasal swab, John. How do you feel about nasal swabs? Love nasal swabs. Uh, Best way to do it. Uh, There's also an oral option. A lot of people like oral options for testing, um, so definitely get in on that. And of course, being a fans of the FFL podcast, you also get a great benefit from Abbott directly. Binax now, get 15% off using promo code FFL+. Promo code FFL+, on www.abbott.com slash now. Promo code FFL+, get that 15% off. Fast results. 15 minutes. Bye next now. And welcome back. FFL podcast back in your lives. We're actually live today. We are live. From the arena. Live from the arena. Uh, We are in Las Vegas. Uh, The final few fights of Halloween Havoc uh, have started to kind of come in. Results are coming in. Coming in hot. It's all coming in. And uh, wow, a couple of huge fights took place last night. Yeah, some incredible fights took place last night. Um, Some of the fights that were really highly anticipated. Of course, we had the debut of the Gypsy King, Tyson Fury taking on the world's most dangerous man, Francis the Predator Ngannou, uh, and a doubleheader uh, with Christian in the booth. Absolute pleasure, as always. Yeah, what he, a class phenomenal, act he is. Phenomenal performance from the booth once again. And um, we also had Holly Holm taking on Chris Cyborg, which... Uh, at featherweight, so this was the big, the big ones. Big ones, big bitches. One forty-five. One forty-five. Uh, uh, originally scheduled as a bantamweight contest. Home, uh, you know, coming back into the league. Um, we believe there might be some weight issues, but she looked phenomenal on the scale, and she looked even better in the octagon. Cyborg coming off of that loss to Amanda Nunez, where she looked so sharp. Honestly, that wasn't what I was expecting, John. Yeah, uh, and you definitely have to give a lot of credit to Holly Holm for coming in shape. Um, she loves to come in shape. Loves to come in she shape. She comes in shape. She comes in shape. And uh, it was it was a pleasure to have her back in the octagon and be in her corner. Um, 
honestly, I think it was the best Holly Holm that we've seen. Uh, Chris Cyborg is an absolute dangerous bitch, and, uh, and Holly Holm took care of business last night. Uh, the war between Francis Ngannou and Tyson Fury was a classic. Um, very, very typical of what we thought we'd see. We saw Francis go for some leg kicks early, which paid dividends later in the fight. Uh, we had a couple of leg events on Tyson. Tyson's legs are, I mean, so bad. Yeah. He's, he's a few leg strikes and a few check kicks away from having an event. So we knew that going into the fight, but it was the, it was the reach of the Gypsy King uh, that got the job done with the boxing. Uh, just too much for Francis, but what a what a great two fights with AJ. It's always a pleasure to share the octagon with him, and we get closer to the end of this card, which is really exciting. We do, and uh, hats off to you. A couple of fantastic performances. Um, you know, the Gypsy King looked unbeatable. Honestly, if you think about that type of performance against someone with the power of Nganu, you know, hurt a few moments definitely, but uh, held his own against one of the you know, most dangerous men on the planet. Um, I got to ask, man, what do you think is next for Tyson Fury? We know he's mentioned not being interested uh, in any FFL titles here. Um, is he interested in more of these kind of one-off big-time fights? And, you know, what other heavyweights could he even want to step in the ring with? Yeah, Tyson was transported to a uh, local hospital last night. Um, the leg is in bad shape. But no, anybody who knows the Gypsy King knows that he can he can take a lot of punishment, a lot of damage. Um, but what is next for Tyson Fury and the Gypsy King? Um, you know, he's he's absolutely um, someone who is looking for prize fights. He's looking for big time, high profile fights. He is he is uh, he is willing to take on anybody. The one thing that he's not willing to do, and he's very firm on this, uh, he does not want to fight for a title. He's not interested in, uh, in, in any FFL gold. He, uh, he made that very clear coming into the league. Um, there's been some rumors swirling around in the, uh, the Wolfpack training camp that um, Jarzinho Rosenstrike may not be medically fit to oh fight Brock Lesnar. Um, and Tyson has told me that he is willing to step in Wow. Uh, on short notice to take on Brock Lesnar. Um, Brock Lesnar and him go hunting in the winters up in Minnesota and North Dakota. They have a personal relationship. And uh, that absolutely could be something that we see depending on the Fiend's um, medical health. Um, wow. We just have to see how he's doing. So wow. more to come on that. More to come. There's always more coming. Uh, we're joined now once again live by the, uh, the leader of the Nation of Domination, uh, AJ Estrada. AJ, welcome. Welcome to the pod. What's up, guys? Hey, potheads. We have a, we have a special, uh, special appearance here as we were just talking to John about the fights last night. We also have the other side, uh, the other corner in our presence here. Starting with that Tyson Fury debut, um, what did you see from Nganu in his debut? I know we saw a uh, post around uh, potentially open to trading the Predator uh, after this fight, but uh, what did Nganu show you last night? Not much, honestly. He showed me um, that he's slow and lazy. Maybe something carrying over from his time with Modesto Nuts. Uh, you know, 
first fight with us here, but we don't play that shit. You know, it could be one and done. Yeah, eerily uh, reminiscent, if I might add, from a one Hiri Prohaska. Um, you know, kind of started off on shaking foot with the Nation of Domination. Uh, lots of questions about uh, weight and how much effort he was putting into uh, his own body performance. Um, not the case of one Chris Cyborg, uh, also on, you know, losing in last night, has had a phenomenal career in the FFL, an amazing career uh, as, honestly, the leader of the Nation of Domination. Um, and it seems maybe she's not in good graces uh, with the higher-ups of the Nation anymore as well. Um, care to share some light, shed some light on that? <clears throat> Yeah, uh, that was an absolute embarrassment of a performance. I don't care who you are, what you've done. Chris Cyborg has done a lot, right? But the fact is she hasn't been the same since her first encounter with Holly Holm. And I hate to air somebody's dirty laundry out like this, but I came to the camp to pay a visit, and I saw her coming out of a storage closet with Paolo Casas, fat ass. So I think... Some of that is rubbing off on her. We're extremely unhappy. She hasn't picked up any of our calls. Oh uh, hasn't responded to any of my texts. Took read receipts off, you know. So, you know when the, you turn those off, that's when things are starting to go downhill. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the real question is why was Paulo Costa in the yeah, nation? Why was he? Why, why was he even on your premises? Why was he on my property? Right? Yeah. You know, unauthorized to be there on a different team that doesn't sit well with me or any of the fighters on my team yeah um, can you also shed some light you know what have kind of the conversations look like early on uh, is there lots of interest in the Predator or in Chris Cyborg I would imagine there would be no um, I don't know how I feel about this but there's been zero interest in either fighters. Not a single message has come to the Nation of Domination headquarters. Um, and you know what? I'm not surprised with some piss-poor performances like that. I wouldn't be calling. John, we got some big fights coming up here. Uh, you and I. You know, the win uh, from Holly last night cements... Holly Holm versus Amanda Nunez, a double or nothing. Uh, Corey Sanhagen is going to be matching up against TJ Dillashaw in a big-time Bantamweight fight. We know the main event, a double or nothing. Conor McGregor versus Khabib. Excuse me, I'm doing a, a podcast. security issue. Yeah. We got a breach in the, uh, in the studio here. Tranquilo, tranquilo. Also, I don't know how the iPad went from 13 to 11 percent in two tough. seconds, it's and now tough. it's still 11. It's hanging um, tough. Yeah, we've got uh, Conor McGregor against Khabib Nurmagomedov, a double or nothing for the vacant lightweight title, and um, Max Holloway and uh, Conor McGregor entering discussions, uh, early discussions, around potentially a main event at November to remember. So... Uh, question I have for you is which of those fights uh, are you most looking forward to and which one are you least looking forward to? It's a good question. A lot of really intense fights there. Um, yeah, I think just from evaluating our fight camp and where we stand right now, I think the one we're most looking forward to 
uh, is the Holly Holm versus Amanda Nunez fight. Wow. Um, you know, Holly Holm knows this is her last chance. This is, this is the last dance. And this okay. episode of the podcast is sponsored by <clears throat> Chipotle uh, smoked brisket. Smoked brisket. Uh, the garlic, the cumin, the paprika, the chili powder, um, all combines with a nice uh, sweet and smoky glaze to create a flavor profile uh, that Chipotle has never brought forward before. And it delivers a real incredible Tex-Mex fusion. Uh, and um, through the app, we have a special offering. Um, get 10% off your next carryout purchase uh, using code FFL Plus um, in the promo section. That's for a limited time only. Um, but again, Chipotle smoked brisket. Um, again, just the best of both worlds, right? It's so yeah. limited, it's only for the next few minutes. Uh, I would cash in on it though. This brisket is unbelievable. We're all trying it right now. Uh, AJ, what are your thoughts on how good this brisket is, man? All right, let me try it. And here we go, first and bite. There you go, live bite. Try to get a live impression. Live bite, right live bite. On a chip. Oh my God. The crunch of that chip, honestly. With the sour cream, with the crema. With the Tex-Mex fusion. <clears throat> wow, is that sauce included with it? Or it is. is that we something watched that them. Yeah, we, we watched, watched them sauce the brisket. Oh my God. The sweetness, honestly, took me aback. Yeah, the sweetness. It's got a little bit of a it's spice It's surprisingly to it. how sweet Yeah, it is. it's surprisingly sweet. I mean, what is that, an onion right there? I don't even that's mind. A, that's a crema. Like, this? <laughs> this is called a crema? Yes. Yeah, the, the, the crema. Actually, I, I believe that's a little bit of a chunk in the crema. Onion in your yeah, yeah, the crema is excellent. Um, yeah, go try this. Can I get this in a quesadilla? Oh, my God. What a, get <laughs> what a sick idea. You can get it in a quesadilla. You can get it in a taco. You can get salad. it in the bowl. Salad. You can get it in the salad. Uh, smoked wow. brisket. FFL. As you know, we like to have it our way. Code. So there you go. Yeah. Shout out to Chipotle. Shout yes. out to Chipotle. Shout out to Chipotle. So, yeah. Um, Holly Home Amanda Nunez, definitely one that the Wolfpack wants to get back. The last time the Wolfpack stood toe-to-toe with Amanda Nunez, it was at Backyard Brawl. And it ended with uh, double hammer fists on the ground from Amanda Nunez to Valentina Bulichevchenko. Um, what a horrific scene that was, honestly. Such a, such a devastating scene. It's taken us a while to even think about getting back in there. Um, but we're, we're most looking forward to that one. Um, the one that we're concerned about the most, I would say, is Khabib Connor. Khabib Connor took a, a big part of uh, both fight camps in the Dagestani deathmatch. Um, I don't want to go back in there, honestly, with, with uh, Khabib. Uh, so, uh, it's definitely, definitely not an ideal situation to have four fights with Khabib in less than a month. Um, Connor, always game, but, but definitely from, from my standpoint as his coach, not looking forward to, to doing that much at all. How about you, Max? Yeah, I would say... Um definitely can echo uh, some sentiments around Khabib Connor. Uh, honestly, it's just been understated how much it's taken away from us. It, uh, it took so much away from me that I had to stop playing UFC for a minute. And uh, <laughs> you guys know what I did in my free time? What's that, Max? What'd you do? I actually ordered uh, a Palgody RGB10 Max. Uh, which is the best portable hand, uh, portable emulator that you can get your hands on. 
Max, I'm so glad to hear that. I'm so glad that you got yourself a souped up Game Boy. I'm actually playing my Pow Kitty right now under the table. I don't know if you knew that. Check the screen. It's so out. discreet. It's so discreet. It's. I mean, you can get in all different types of colors. I personally got the matte black finish it's on beautiful. there. Beautiful. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Super if you're, jealous. If you're a fan of a, the Nintendo Switch Lite, you're going to love this It looks thing. like a better version of a, a DS, yeah. uh, even a Game Gear back in the day. Absolutely. It's beautiful. The, the size of the display is absolutely Yeah, beautiful. it's definitely putting yours to yeah. shame. We're rocking you. That's unbelievable. We're here rocking a 3.7. Banjo-Kazooie live on the screen right now. Right now. N64. But not just that. You've got... You have options. Wally. You have options. You've got options. You got. Uh, you've got Pico Eight. You've got an open bore. Open bore. Doom. Doom. Doom has its own system here. Uh, you have PSP Ratchet yeah, and Clank Ratchet. right on the cover. Doctor Mario. 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 Unbelievable. Kart? And AJ, Whatever is there want. any 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 promotional offerings that Pal Kitty has for the FFL fans? You know what there were actually as during this read it expired. Okay. So sorry, okay. but uh, look out for the next one. It's going to be. Um, Ash Gray B4.5.3 The next promo code okay. Wait for that to go live folks Just wait It's going to be dropped in the comments Just wait Super exciting yeah, Pow Con Kitty Pow Kitty Connor, Connor and Khabib absolutely took pieces of my soul And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it took years off of my life uh, For us to step back in that octagon For five rounds With the title on the line it's just a lot. It's just a lot. Um, what I'm looking forward to uh, the most, I would say, um, is something with a little less stakes. And it's uh, it's TJ Dillashaw and Corey Sandhagen, man. What a fight. What a it fight. was an incredible fight in real life. Yeah. A dream fight, honestly. And, um, you know, I think TJ matches up so much better at the Bantamweight division. He's a big flyweight, uh, but his speed and everything carries over so much better at Bantamweight that uh, I think it's almost a better matchup than the Moreno matchup. And I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, some Bantamweights getting in, having a great scrap. I think that one uh, could end up being fight of the night on that Halloween Havoc card. Um, and, you know, I don't have to worry about, like, all the stakes that are kind of on the line. Uh, another fight that I'm looking forward to just because of, you know, the, the background, the history, uh, this rivalry dates back. Both of these fighters were on our fight teams last season. Um, one of these fighters was the first person to beat Connor after his long win streak that he rattled off. Max Holloway, that big time upset, uh, winning the featherweight title from Connor McGregor. They matched up again in Mirko Mania. McGregor gets the victory in Mirko Mania. And uh, we said early on these two were on a collision course. After the Grand Prix, they both have 12 points in featherweight. And uh, we finally matched up at Night of Champions. An unbelievable first time ever three title fight fight happening. And uh, Holloway gets the victory. And now these guys going at it. Their Twitter beef. Social media is unbelievable. Yeah, their Twitter beef right now is, uh, is definitely been a story this past weekend. Um, and I'm just very excited for... Uh, you know, just to see what happens there. Honestly, super nervous, getting sweaty already. Um, anytime you step in the octagon against Conor McGregor, um, you know, getting slept very early in the first round is on the table. You cannot take that off the table. On and, both uh, sides. Yeah. To be it's, very clear. It's, uh, yeah, that's going to be a war. That's going to be a war. And early negotiations right now are pointing us towards that being the main event of 
November to remember. There is a chance uh, that it slips, though, because uh, right now breaking some news, financially we're very far apart. <laughs> we're very far apart. Um, and you would think it would be on Conor McGregor's side, but I think... You know, a lot of uh, motivation for Connor to step back in the octagon with Holloway, uh, to get back what he lost, uh, to reclaim his wins. We saw what he looked like against Masvidal. He's he's game, and uh, he comes with a big asking price. But it's Holloway who believes that today's price is not yesterday's price, uh, and he's told me time and time again that the price has gone up. Uh, as you know, both commissioner and leader of the corporation puts me in a little bit of an awkward spot. But right now, we are very far apart, uh, price-wise, for that fight. Wow. Um, he did claim uh, there is absolutely no reason why Tyson Fury should be making three times the purse that you know somebody that has a win that Max Holloway won. And he's making good points, but at the same time, uh, you know Tyson Fury is Tyson Fury. He's an event. He's an attraction. And I'm also not paying him that monthly like I am Max Holloway. So it's a tough situation. Uh, he's put me in, guys. And yeah. uh, I'm, I'm hoping that we get to that fight soon. It's going to be an interesting negotiation. You know, I know both fighters have a lot of pride in what they do. And so I hope for both of our sakes that we can come to an agreement. Um, but who knows? I mean, that fight could, that could, that fight could be delayed based on getting a bigger venue or what that might look like. Um, so many exciting fights on the horizon that are coming up. Uh, titles being defended. Uh, we had an unbelievable two fights from Christian. Christian. Uh, Gokun Saki. Gokun Saki, Gokun, title shot. Gokun Saki feeling, feeling the initial wrath of Trevor and the non-glove touch. Uh, getting almost starched at the beginning of that fight with Rumble Johnson. He was so hurt. Uh, and so it hurt. took legitimately Gogun Saki three shots, okay, overhand, kick to the body, and an elbow, and that was it. It was over. And Rumble that, Johnson. And and because of that impressive knockout, it put him into immediate title contention with um, the best light heavyweight on the planet right now. Yeah. In and Israel, the style bender. Adesanya. Yeah, and AJ, uh, let us know your thoughts. You're stepping into the octagon, defending your title since that big win over DC for the first time. And uh, I want to know a couple of things. Were you impressed with Gokan Saki's debut and uh, what he did to Rumble Johnson? And how is Izzy feeling about stepping in the octagon against this guy? Yeah, I'll have to say I've actually been impressed with all of Christian's fights, uh, but especially this one, to have the poise to be able to come back getting rocked after, what was it, five seconds of stepping in the octagon, going for the glove touch. None of us warned, warned him about Trevor. And he still was able to pull out the victory. Uh, what was your second question, Max? How's Izzy feeling? Oh, Izzy's feeling great on top of the world. He's recovered very nicely from that uh, DC fight. You know, we're, he and I are both feeling like we could have come out of that with a win. We can come out of anything. So we're so excited to step into the octagon against uh, Christian and Gokhan. And it's going to be a banger. Wow. You couldn't have said it better that it's going to be a banger. Because breaking news, breaking news, we have finalized that at double or nothing, Israel Adesanya will defend his light heavyweight title against Gokhan Saki in a five-round stand-and-bang fight. Both wow. of these fighters incredible kickboxing legends 
in their own right. We know the, the career in kickboxing that Israel Adesanya has had. We know the career that Gokhan Saki has had in kickboxing. It's actually why he has not been in the FFL. He's been in glory kickboxing, knocking out people left and right. And now we're going to see these two kickboxing legends have a stand and bang fight. And I, it all comes to this, right? And I cannot wait. It's going to be incredible. Somebody's walking out, uh, a light heavyweight champion, and uh, there's no and, doubt. And in, someone's not walking out of the. There's office. no doubt no. in my mind. Someone else is not going to be walking. No out. doubt. Okay. No doubt. What an exciting fight. Uh, big time fight. Some other news that we heard is the uh, some movement in the middleweight division. So I was not expecting this controversy. Um, but middleweight has all of a sudden become a very hot division, one of the hottest in the FFL. You have Marvin Vittori coming back from injury a little early. Uh, we had the scheduled interim title fight between current interim champ Hamza Chimayev and current <laughs> current number one contender, one Forrest Bobby Knuckles Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Uh, Rob, Robbie Knuckles, the Reaper, whatever you want to call him. Um, Robert Griffin? From a land down yeah, under. Robert Griffin III. From the land down, uh, under. From the land down under. And uh, and that stirred up controversy. It did. It did. For some reason. For it, some reason. It, it stirred up controversy. Whitaker's on a hot streak. Uh, he His last fight was a win over current light heavyweight champion Israel Adesanya, um, which got him, you know, the number one contendership. But stirred up the controversy, and the league actually agreed uh, to change the, the landscape of the middleweight division. Uh, so the breaking news was that... Uh, Hamza Chimayev's interim title would be turning into a number one contendership, and he will be defending that number one contendership against the winner of the of the Vegas Roulette Gauntlet in wow. the middleweight division. So how this is going to work? We've done gauntlets before. We've even spun the wheel to see the order. But what we're going to be doing is, based on you know wins and losses, current standings in the middleweight division. Um, Fighters will be having uh, a certain number of entries into the middleweight roulette. And uh, this is how this is laying out. So uh, Bobby Knuckles, Robert Whitaker, is going to have three entries onto the roulette table. So that means on the roulette wheel, uh, we're going to see Bobby Knuckles' name three times. Israel Adesanya, current light heavyweight champion, is also going to have three entries. Uh, Yoel Romero, massive, massive win over Paulo Costa. Uh, undefeated, looks really good. It's going to have two entries onto the table. And former uh, contender, whose only loss is to the current champ, Marvin Vittori, um, Kevin Holland will also have two entries onto the table. Anderson Silva is going to have an entry onto the table. Jared Cannonier going to have an entry onto the table. Fat Paulo Costa will have one entry onto the roulette table uh, if he can even make middleweight. Um, Big if there. And then this one, absolutely massive. George St. Pierre will have an entry onto the table. So what we're going to do is we're going to spin that roulette wheel. We're going to spin it four times. And uh, we have eight competitors listed here. Only four people are going to enter into the gauntlet. Uh, so there's obviously a more likelihood that we see Bobby Knuckles, but... How unbelievable would it be if we spun that wheel four times and it didn't land on him? Um, but we will see four of these eight fighters 
uh, in a gauntlet fight. The winner of that gauntlet fight will face current interim champion Hamza Chimaev. And the winner of that fight, which is happening at Grand Prix 5, Last Dance, Last Chance, will be taking on Marvin Vittori uh, at November to remember. So a lot going on in the middleweight division. Uh, I'd like to hear both of your thoughts. You each have uh, some fighters uh, on that roulette table. And uh, curious how you're feeling about that. I'm almost at a loss for words. That's a lot to process there. Uh, my head is spinning right now. I'm thinking of the different outcomes and possibilities. I, I think I'm going to reserve my comments to see the actual fights. Yeah, just a- an exciting layer in the FFL, right? We've had gauntlet matches. We've had spin-the-wheel matches with gauntlet matches. But to have a, a roulette uh, spin eliminate certain people from a chance at the number one contendership fights is pretty pretty amazing. So it's going to be super exciting to see who those matchups are and what they look like. Um, but I'll tell you what, no matter what those four contestants are and where it lands, uh, it's going to be some special fights. It's going to be some real special fights. So really looking forward to uh, that golden match. Sure. Yeah, business picking up in the middleweight division yeah. for sure. Um, can't wait to see what happens. What if GSP slides into that gauntlet match, man? Um, Anderson Silva. Yeah. Wouldn't that be incredible? <laughs> the legends. If we see Anderson Silva versus Israel Adesanya in this gauntlet. If we see GSP versus Israel Adesanya. <laughs> I mean, we could we could see we could see Paulo Costa rematch Yoel Romero. We could see it. Look to or get Israel some, look to get some revenge. <laughs> Uh, and then Jared Cannonier currently fights for the corporation, has made it known that he doesn't want to fight Paulo Costa, but he wanted Very an well entry. Fit. Wanted Very an well entry fit. in this. Once he found out Silva was in it, he told me I need to be in that gauntlet match, uh, or at least on the roulette table. So he's there. We'll see what happens. If Cannonier can maybe fend off some competitors, uh, it's going to be interesting. It's got the makings of a of a really special gauntlet for sure. It absolutely does. It absolutely does. All right, so we don't have a ton of fights left uh, at Halloween Havoc. We do have the Grand Prix card going to be released today. Grand Prix 4, tap, snap, or nap. Big-time matchups. I cannot wait. Uh, I cannot wait. That card's coming out a little later tonight, Um, so everybody's going to have a lot more fights. I want to commend a couple of people real quick. Got to commend Christian. So engaged in the league right now, so active. Was the first fight team to complete all of their fights I believe, um, and just how quickly they just stepped up to the plate and knocked it out of the park is awesome. Um, I gotta commend Franklin. He had an absolute incredible fight on these cards on Draj and Wei Li. What a war! A complete war. Classic. Huge win for uh, Diamond has Bullet Club. Um, so shout out to him. Shout out to Jeff getting the win over Masvidal. With uh, with Poirier, oh, man. his last fight with Dustin before he trades him, he's a, a massive W. Uh, so big ups there. Christian getting his first win over Paulo Costa in the uh, in that middleweight debut for Christian was awesome. Yoel Romero looked so good. Um, Go Kansaki, the arrival of about. Go Kansaki, Go Kansaki, yeah. absolutely getting pushed to the moon by the Croatian <laughs> Commission. Uh, it's uh, honestly just been uh, an incredible week with these cards and I'm excited for more I'm excited for more 
Also, quick shout out to one Modesto Nuts. The Zero Gone Stipe Miocic fight. So underrated. It yeah. was so Incredible. underrated and unbelievable. Incredible. How many times did Zero Gone get knocked down? Three or four times. It was yeah. an incredibly back and forth <clears throat> fight where uh, Stipe was winning. He won the first round and he was winning the second the round. The counter uppercuts were huge. The counter uppercuts were so good. Uh, so shout out to Juan coming really close to a massive upset there. Just some incredible fights. I'm looking forward to more, boys. So excited. I think it's a great transi- transition to talk about some incredible IRL fights. Oh, man. Because we have uh, an unbelievable weekend coming up and the start of really um, the start of the one of the most exciting ends to the year in mixed martial arts history, I think, with some incredible fights. Um, but I think we should really just quickly uh, start with Marvin Vittori, Paulo Costa, um, Max. I know we had the the pod last week. We made our picks. We both picked Marvin Vittori. We did. Um, so we got that one right. One and zero. One and zero. One and zero. But I gotta say, I gotta say, Paulo Costa. Um, again, I don't. I don't respect any bit of what he did. Uh, his antics are unacceptable, in my opinion. Yeah. But. What a tough son of a bitch. Very tough. What a tough son of a bitch. The guy looks stronger in round five than he did in round one. Uh, and the only way that happens to a human being is by being on EPO. Yeah. So I'm convinced that there was no way he was going to get to 185 because uh, he was spinning his blood. He was putting foreign substances in his blood. Um, and you know what? Hats off to Marvin Vittori for just saying, I don't care what weight it is. We're fighting. I'm not going to let this guy get away with this. Vittori I'm looks so fight good. Him. And he you know what? So for four rounds, Marvin Vittori looked great. Great gas tank, great output. Um, I'll be at the, the chin, power eating wasn't some there. of those yeah. head kicks. Yeah. Um, but that last round had me scared, Max. I mean, and AJ, that, that last round had me frightened about what Paulo Costa could do in, at 205. Um, but yeah, what a great fight that was. What a war. I agree. That was one of the more entertaining fights of this year. I mean, from start to finish, the, the pace was up. I thought Pablo Costa was going to be completely gassed by the end of the second round. Um, but just like you said, man, what what a tough son of a bitch, you know? It just makes me think, though, what if Marvin Vittori was also pissing radiation like, you know, Pablo Costa surely is. Um, but I liked what he saw, what we saw from them, right? At 205. And what do you guys think is going to move up? I think it's. I think it has to be. Yeah, I think right? Costa for, needs for to Costa. be fighting yeah, for Costa. at two hundred five. I mean, there's yeah. not much left for him in the middleweight division, right? He's coming off a loss to Izzy, lost to uh, the Shrimp Vittori right now. Yeah, who's he going to lose to next? Bobby Knuckles. Like, yeah, I think it's. A, I think it's an incredibly hard cut for him. He looked full. He looked ripped. Uh, he didn't look out of shape in any capacity in there. I think two hundred five is his weight, um, and I think there's some interesting stylistic matchups for him at two hundred five. You know, a lot of. A lot of guys who uh, I think he might do well against. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, but we don't have much time, and we have a loaded UFC 267. Yeah, and absolutely time. loaded 267. And we got to get our picks in. Got to get the picks. We got to talk about these fights. We have to. So Max, let's talk about. Yeah, that. let's start it off. Um, this one I'm super looking forward to at 267. It is the return of one Boars Hamzat Boars Chimaev. Oh boy. Uh, he's going to be fighting Li Jingyang, which is another. Which I butchered that yeah. name probably, yeah. but uh, another 
crazy middle welterweight, sorry, who has uh, completely accepted some people. Uh, I say middleweight because I think ultimately Shamayev's future is in the middleweight division. But uh, this is a welterweight fight. Hopefully, you know, all the weight and everything works out perfectly this weekend. But um, Shamayev, you know, he's a big favorite. Big favorite right now. I believe it's around minus five, six hundred. One of the largest Scary. favorites on the card. Scary. And, uh, yeah, I got to make the pick. I'm going to go with Chimaev. I'm going to say Chimaev uh, gets the win via finish. I think we're looking at a first-round finish. Um, maybe it slips into the second round. I wouldn't be surprised to see a submission or a or knockdown there. But I'm going to go with uh, with Hamza Chimaev. Very nice. AJ? Um, we're deciding about the fights that we're most interested in. Looking no, we're, we're making picks sorry, on 267. Sorry, yeah. For, um, I'm, I would have to completely agree with you with Shemaya. Boris is my guy, man. Um, ever since I saw him in the in one of the very first blood sports and he just came and fucking killed it, um, I got to go with Boris for that one for sure. Uh, minus 590 is the updated odds according to UFC.com here. That's huge. How can you bet against him? Yeah, big big time odds there. Uh, big time favorite. John, are you going with a favorite, or um, might you believe we see an upset? You know, I'm 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 gonna take Homset. I think uh, I think he's just he's just too well rounded compared to Gillian. That's not even his name, but I don't fucking care. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Um, but you know, there is one there is one storyline here that could could be a bit of a concern, which is. Um, Boris is a few months removed from retiring from the sport due to a really difficult bout with COVID. Um, this man was coughing up blood. And so we've heard of residual effects um, with cardio or conditioning and damage to the lungs from COVID. Uh, that's not to say that this is going to be a shootout. It's not going to be a long fight. I think either one of these guys is going to sleep. Um, but I think Boris gets it done. But it is something to keep in mind that uh, he hasn't had the best bill of health and he hasn't been the most active. Um, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Boars, and I'm gonna go second round knockout. All right, all right. Next fight, uh, big time heavyweight matchup. Uh, we have the rising Marcin Tibera, uh, who's a plus two thirty favorite uh, based on my bookie's odds. My bookie, uh, obviously, sponsor sponsor of the show. It's my uh, it's my bookie right now. Yeah, actually. and then uh, and then we unfortunately have uh, Alexander Volkov. Big, tall, seven feet, and you can't teach that. Okay. Uh, didn't look great against Cyril Gunn in his last fight. Uh, didn't look great against Derek Lewis before that. Now has the or rising... Or Gustafson in the, F- in the yeah. NFL. Yeah, and now uh, now he's got the rising Marcin Tybura. Tybura coming off the, uh, the knockout TKO win of Walt Harris. Uh, I'm going to go with Tybura here. I'm going with the wow. upset. Wow. I got to go with Volkov for every reason that you specified. Like, just like big casts, you can't fucking teach that. Seven um, feet. Seven feet tall. Yeah. It's almost like fighting against Shaq, right? And you know how much I love Shaq. Yeah. Shaq, if you're listening, I love you, bro. I hope to run into you in Orlando one day. <laughs> just don't arrest me. I know you're the sheriff. John looking at next-gen stats currently. And wow. by, presented by AWS. Presented by AWS. Uh, Marcin Tybora. Definitely someone who has been a little bit better defensively in his career so far. Uh, someone who has done a great job of absorbing strikes. Uh, and he also is someone who may not be throwing as much, but he's absolutely more powerful than Volkov. I think we can, we can all agree on that. Um, and I think just this is a purely, this pick is purely from a money standpoint. 
Uh, I just can't take Alexander Volkov at a minus 290. It's expensive. I think it's, it's expensive. Uh, and so I'm going to go Marcin Tybura. I'm going first-round knockout. Oh, wow. my God. Yeah, first-round okay. knockout. Tybura, first-round knockout. I love that pick. Um, next up, speaking of an expensive favorite. My goodness. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. back, baby. Yep. He's back. Habib Jr., Islam Makhachev is the proper way to pronounce it. Yeah, you killed that. And he uh, is a huge minus 600 favorite, biggest favorite on the card. Uh, was supposed to be fighting RDA. RDA doesn't show up to fights, if you know anything about RDA. He was never coming. And uh, he was never... <laughs> never you know, showing up. Of course Ever. he's going to take the Islam fight, because yeah. he was never going to go to Abu Dhabi. Uh, and in steps Dan Hooker, coming off a big win, decides not to leave. And, uh, yeah, Dan Hooker, plus 400. Uh, he's got a puncher's chance, but Islam is another... I mean, it's the toughest fight in the lightweight division, I believe, right now. And uh, I'm, I'm not going to make it suspenseful for you guys. I'm going Islam. Um, I do think he gets uh, a finish here. I think he's going to be looking for a finish. And uh, I'm going to call it a second-round submission. You know, this is the fight that I was going to talk about earlier when I asked if we were just talking about our you know, most exciting fights. Uh, I think Islam's star continues to rise here in this division and in the UFC. I I like Islam Makashev by third round TKO. All right. That's, I love that. I love that pick. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, I'm a huge Dan Hooker fan. The hung man. The hung man. The looker. Dan Hooker. Uh, I just love him taking the hardest fight in this division on short notice. He had no reason to take this fight. No reason. Coming um, off a big win. But just such a such a crowd favorite. He earns a lot of respect in my book. Um, but Islam Makachev, even though he doesn't have the same pedigree and who he's fought so far, has looked like the real deal. He's absolutely come prepared every single fight. He's gotten better. And the really big key, AWS Next Gen stats here, guys, yeah. he's only taking .7 strikes per minute. Wow. It's unheard of. It's the lowest in the division. It's, it's the lowest the lo- of all time. It's the lowest of all time. And something else to keep in mind is that the amount of strikes that he's landing has improved. Yep. Right? He was below two strikes per minute. He's now above two strikes per minute. So I think Islam's going to be too much for Dan Hooker. But I do think Dan Hooker it has the heart of a champion. So I think this is going to be a long fight. I think he's going to go into deep waters. But I will say fourth round... Uh, TKO for Islam, I think, on the ground, smothers him, and he's too much. Yeah. Big fight there. Um, big fight here. Yeah. And the co-main event, but it's my main event of this of this fight card. It's the fight I'm most looking forward to. It's a uh, former Bantamweight champion, Piotr Jan, uh, coming back after the uh, illegal knee from Aljo. Uh, oh, sorry, that he gave to Aljo, I should say. And uh, he's coming back, and he's going to be fighting Corey Sanhagen. Um, not the number one contender, not the number one choice for this fight, but TJ unable to compete due to knee surgery. Rob Font had COVID, unable to compete. Uh, so Corey gets the call, despite coming off the loss to TJ. And uh, Piotr Jan is an absolute savage. Uh, he's a bit of a late starter, so picking Jan by an early finish... Uh, probably not smart. Don't even know what the odds are there, but I'd stay away from that. Jan's at minus 235, Max. Yeah, 235 to win. I'm going to say Pyotr Jan uh, is going to win this fight by fourth round stoppage. 
fourth round TKO, Piotr Jan, uh, is going to claim the interim Bantamweight Championship. Yeah. Um, you know, I agree with you. I think Piotr Jan's going to come out uh, victorious here and show everybody that he never deserved to not be considered the Bantamweight Champion here. But just for entertainment purposes, I really, really want Corey Sanhagen to win this fight. Um, because of what it could potentially set up in the future. I mean, that rematch against TJ Dillashaw right there is guaranteed at that point, and it's going to be for a, a belt, hopefully. Um, I just love the storyline of Corey coming in and winning this one. A lot of people thought he beat TJ. I'm actually one of those Me people. Included, yeah. I didn't think TJ did enough at the very end, but I, I just so want to see a rematch right there. I think we'll get it anyways, but how much better would it be if it's got championship implications tied to it? There we go. Here we go. He's yeah. going to do it. Yeah, this is this is uh, the one I've been most looking forward to on the card outside of Dan Hooker just because I'm a fan of Dan Hooker's. Um, Corey Sanhagen, Piotr Jan. Piotr, no mercy, Jan. No mercy. Um, versus the Sandman. What, yeah. a, what an unbelievable fight this is going to be. Um, you know, the Corey Sanhagen-TJ Dillashaw fight was razor close. I mean, if you said TJ won, you wouldn't be wrong. If you said Corey won, you wouldn't be wrong. Um, there's a couple of things that I'm concerned about when it comes to Piotr Jan. And I think one of those is he hasn't necessarily fought someone who has the length and the reach of Corey Sanhagen. Corey Sanhagen has also fought way better opponents overall in their prime in 2021, 2020, 2019 uh, than Piotr Jan has. Right? Piotr Jan has fought um, what most people thought was an over-the-hump Jose Aldo, uh, an over-the-hump Uriah Faber. Of course, the uh, Algerman, he looked, he looked at his best against Aljo. Um, but Aljo is a very similar fighter to Jan in terms of grappling, uh, and he's just a better boxer than Aljo. I think what Jan is going to run into in this fight is someone who has uh, the ability to strike from the outside, who has the reach advantage. Um, and we've already talked about the fact that Piotr is a slow starter. He's not someone who is going to put the pedal down in the first two rounds. And I think that's exactly how this fight ends. So I'm calling for the upset. Wow. I think uh, I think plus two uh, minus two thirty is still really too too rich for my blood with Piotr Jan. I think it's destiny for Corey Sanhagen. I think he's done a lot to get to this point. He's worked super hard in his career, um, and also he's got submission chops. There's a risk there, right? He he was the one with that knee lock that tore T.J. Dillashaw's PCL, MCL, and 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 labrum, right? Ripped it to shreds. Completely destroyed his knee. So I'm going to go Corey Sandman, Sanhagen. Wow. Second round. Wow. Second round, TKO. Wow. Piotr Jan there gets, 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 massive gets upset. defeated. John calls the massive upset. And this is it, the main this event. This is it. This is the last one. Is there anyone in this pod that thinks Tex has a chance? I mean, he's got a chance, right? Yeah. Anybody that steps in the octagon, especially someone with the power or what's, what power he has left in there, yeah. like Deliver to Share, has a shot. But are you going to put money on Polish it? power? Yeah. Let, me, let me throw exactly. out some devil, devil's advocate stuff. I think you guys all know where I stand on where, who I'm picking, but Deliver to Share, a complete career resurgence, has found a new gym, has found new training partners, his boxing has looked unbelievable, but he's never lost the jiu-jitsu. He's a threat on the ground. The sa- Israel Adesanya was not a threat to Jan Blachowicz on the ground. And Glover Teixeira is going to be arguably the best boxer that Jan Blachowicz has fought against. 
pure boxing skills. Um, I think Glover Teixeira definitely has a chance in this fight. Um, I think he's someone that could dirty box with Jan Blachowicz. If he stands on the outside and takes leg kicks from Jan, it's going to be a short night. But if Glover can, can get into the clinch uh, and maybe dirty box and wrestle a little bit, maybe throw up some submissions and chokes, he could shock the world. And what a story that would be at 40 years old to claim light heavyweight gold at this point in his career. Former training partner of Chuck Liddell. It's just full circle. American citizen officially. Wow. Yeah, what a moment. It's awesome. Um, it's awesome. But with all that being said, with all that being said, Jan Blachowicz is an absolute monster. Um, Polish power. Uh, the, the win against Israel Adesanya was not a fluke. He took some hard shots from Izzy, but he, he, he for the most part, dominated that fight. Um, and I think Jan's too much. I think Jan is continuing to get better. He's a more clinical striker. He's more accurate. Um, and I think one counter strike away from putting Tex out, you know. Um, so I'll just put my prediction in right now. I'm going to say this fight actually goes almost the distance. Almost. Wow. I think it goes all the way into the fifth round. I think Jan gets the job done. I think he finishes him TKO in the fifth round of this fight. There you go. There it is. Wow, the prediction. Yeah. Jan Blake, as Franklin calls him. Yeah, I have, uh, I have Jan Blake... Uh, Knockout, third round, third round knockout for Jan Blake. Same. I got the same. Third round knockout, Jan Blake. All right, that's the pod, guys. Next week we'll be talking to you about the results, and we'll be talking to you about two sixty-eight predictions. Somehow an even better card. That's all, folks. Uh, this is the FFL. If you're down with us, we love you. If you're not, fuck you.